0: Hello and welcome to Box Office Receipts, I'm your host as always Tyler Callahan and boy do we got some news to go over. We got theaters pushing back their uh, reopenings, we got more movies going to streaming services, and movies restarting production. So let's get into what's in the pipeline. So with Mulan and Tenet pushing back their release dates, it only made sense for theaters to push back their openings as the same states we talked about last week continue to have more cases. AMC has said that they will reopen starting July 30th instead of July 15th. Right now, the plan for them is to still op- reopen the same number of theaters that day, 450 out of the 600 nationwide. Regal Cinemas will reopen the next day, July 31st. And this will also include Cineworld's theaters in the UK. However, as a small sidestep, the UK government has decided not to make masks mandatory entering businesses, so it'll be up to businesses to enforce that. This has led to Cineworld staff lobbying for masks to be mandatory, we will see where that goes. Cinemark, the last of the big three, will also open July 31st. Also, in following AMC and Regal's footsteps, they will be enforcing mandatory masks for entering the theater. Just going back to the UK for a minute, the other big theater chain, Vu, has also pushed back their reopening date to July 31st. So it seems now, instead of theaters reopening throughout the month, everything has condensed to the very end of July for a reopening. But honestly, I don't see it happening. Even if New York opens, New York City will not be open until sometime in August at the earliest. For LA, Governor Newsom has halted that for three weeks minimum, so if you look at July 21st at the earliest... And this is assuming cases go down enough to reopen. At this point, the theaters will most likely have to say fuck it and reopen anyway without New York and L.A. Even if studios push back their movies more, they're going to have to open with limited hours and showings just to make some money and try to avoid filing for bankruptcy, like in AMC's case. I hope everything reopens as normal, but tenant and Mulan have now been pushed back twice and I don't see California being in great shape three weeks from now and New York depends on Cuomo at this point. While we wait for proper theaters to come back, drive have made a bit of a comeback, and how Walmart is looking to cash in on that. To do so, Walmart has partnered up with Tribeca to provide, the fil- provide films to show in 160 Walmart parking lots across America. This will run from August to October, but right now there is no information on what films would be playing and how much people would have to pay to see them. Some information they did give is that the people in the cars would be able to get concessions sent to their vehicle. And before they pull in, they can place an order into a pickup for some picnic supplies at the Walmart they go to. I think this is nothing big, as I assume it would be older movies. But at least for people who live next to these Walmarts, it would be a nice option to get out for a few hours and have some fun. I would assume these would have to be in the Walmarts with huge parking lots. And we would have to cut it off in a two tonight I just say do this because the store itself would still need parking for regular customers and you need space for the screen and people uh, people to park. I wonder if other big stores like Target might try something similar. With all this talk of theaters reopening and when they can, we gotta talk about China. Deadline has posted an article which I will link in the show notes that says the plans to reopen might change. And why so far, the Chinese government has not given the green light to smaller cities to reopen their theaters. So for reopening, sources for Deadline are saying that the Shanghai Film Festival will happen in a few weeks, with a late July start. The idea is hopefully some screens will open to Premiere Films, and that this will kick off more theaters being reopened in August. Assuming the festival runs well. However, these dates have not been made official, and even if it does happen, it could still be a can't situation where it is virtual. My thoughts on this is that it will not kick off theaters reopening. This is due to the fact that it would be the third or fourth time we are right at the finish line and the government says no. By the way, we are still not sure the government has given the approval for the festival even, let alone tell owners to get ready for an August opening. Now as to why smaller cities cannot open before Beijing, it comes down to saving face. The article goes on to talk about how the government was nervous with the outbreak in Beijing and worked to contain it as quickly as possible. The reason tier 3 and 4 cities, for example, have to wait for Beijing is because they do not want the capital be- to be perceived as handling the virus worse than other cities. Then there is also the risk of people leaving the capital to watch the movies, and you might think that might happen, and I do think it is unlikely myself, but China's pull of trains are nothing to laugh at. For a car traveling two a- hours somewhere, a bullet train can do it in 30 now there is still the hassle of getting to the station and all of that but it's not impossible for people to travel just to watch a movie i think this goes back to national day in october if beijing cannot open at that time i think they will let shanghai and other tier two to four cities open they can even say as an extra precaution that beijing will open one to two weeks after other cities open to frame it away from oh look they handled it poorly this way people in china can celebrate by watching movies in most cities and the government does not have to deal with major studios and theater chains going bankrupt. This is the worst case scenario I think assuming the fire stays under control. Let's talk about some new movies in development. Paramount is back to producing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies for the big screen and this time it is going back to being animated. The last one was back in 2007. Deadline is exclusively reporting that this one will be produced by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg's production company, Point to Grey Pictures. With them as producers, Jeff Rowe has signed on to direct and Brendan O'Brien will write the screenplay. I think this is a great move from Paramount. With Seth, R- Seth Rogen's company producing, they know comedy really well, which is needed for the Ninja Turtles. Also, with it being animated, they will not have to worry about it. Uh, live action looking good or not one issue they do have is the animated designs need to be well done and not look too cheap or childish if they can get that done then I think they sh- should be an easy home run for the studio assuming they budget it right there is no release window yet Wouldn't it makes sense with the pandemic and everything and I also wonder if this will lead into a TV show or will it be its own standalone movie I did not know where to put this story but Warner Bros will be doing a hybrid release model for Scoob uh, for the rest of the world As we all know, Warner Brothers pulled it from U.S. theaters and released it as a P.V.O.D. and now on HBO Max. However, for the rest of the world, it was not released anywhere, and now that changes. So, what the hybrid model means is some countries will get a proper theatrical showing, then V.O.D., then Blu-ray, while other countries will get P.V.O.D. uh, and a Blu-ray and skip theaters. For countries that will get a theatrical release, the initial countries will be France, Switzerland, and Finland starting on July 8th. More countries will be added throughout the summer, I assume for now it would be more European countries for the PVOD release that would be Australia and New Zealand for now, and it will have been available by the time you listen to this. I think this is a good move for Warner Brothers as it gives them the best way to maximize profits while determining the release on a case by case basis. This was also a strategy used by Universal for Trolls World Tour, so I expect studios to use this method for certain films, if they feel they can get any money out of it, but Obviously, it depends on if theaters are open or not. For studios, resuming filming deadline is reporting that Disney is getting ready to resume filming of Marvel Studios' Shang-Chi. The movie did start filming for a few weeks before everything was shut down, but they still have some more filming to go before it moves on to post-production, and then aim to release it right now for next May. Not much else to say here, just thought this was noticeable, as the only other big movie that resumed filming was Avatar 2, and while movies like The Batman can resume filming in the UK, the studio is still getting ready to restart it. Shang-Chi is one of the Phase 4 movies I'm looking forward to uh, the most from Marvel Studios, with the solid cast, ideally great action, and a proper Mandarin villain. Yeah, I look forward to seeing it. Now, will it hit its release date? It was already pushed back from next February to May to accommodate the pause in filming, and other Marvel Studios being delayed. But still, theaters are not open in a lot of places. I'll say right now, if it does open... At this point, nah, I would, I would say it opens in May. At that point, a vaccine should have at least started to be distributed. And with the world slowly going back to normal, for the US, it does look like we're gonna go through herd immunity for some states like Florida. And look, if theaters do not open in a few months, at worst case scenario, they'll probably be out of business, so we would not have bigger issues to worry about than if the movie was released. To finish up this section, we got a business deal to talk about in Asia. CGV and IMAX has reached an agreement where the theater chain will install and open up 17 new IMAX screens in their theaters. Of the 17, nine of them will be opened in South Korea, while the rest will be split up between Vietnam, Turkey, and Indonesia. Variety reports that these 17 screens is the biggest deal for IMAX so far in 2020, which is not surprising. As to why this is a big business deal, well, Korea in 2019 was the fourth largest market for movie theaters, with America, China, and Japan in the top three. Along with that, CGV is the fifth largest movie theater company in the world, so it is something to pay attention to. Alright, we are on to VOD Premium, and boy was money spent this week. First up is Netflix spending $56 million for distribution of Aaron Sorkin's movie The Trial of the Chicago 7. Now Deadline has a good article going over how this happened. See Paramount was the initial distributor for film, but with theaters closed for a long period of time, they backed off of it. This presented an issue for Cross Creek, the studio that produced the movie, as they wanted it out before the November election. Theaters are closed, and Paramount dropped out. This led an opportunity for Netflix to step in and negotiate. Now, this deal has not come with a set release date, but I would assume August or September. So it is still out before the general election, but it gives it room to breathe. I was hoping to see this movie in theaters as it was one of my most anticipated of the year. But at this point, I'm happy to at least just be watching it this year. If you thought Apple was done spending their war chest, you were wrong, as they just spent over $100 for a Will Smith movie. Dubbed by Deadline as the largest acquisition at a film festival, Apple has bought the rights for emancipation. The movie is being directed by Antoine Fuqua and stars Will Smith about Peter, a slave who makes a run for it, leaving Louisiana and heads up north where he eventually joins the Union Army during the Civil War. The deal was done through the Virtual Cannes Festival and bidding was down to Warner Brothers and Apple. Deadline is saying what helped Apple seal the deal is the relationship Apple worldwide video heads head Will Smith. This relationship was developed while they were at Sony Pictures Television. The base deal is reportedly for $105 million, but could go up to as much as 120 after gross back-end buyouts are done. As with Flowers of the Killer Moon, this will get a theater distribution first and then go to Apple TV+. The movie plans to start production in early 2021, so expect it to be a 2022 movie at the earliest. Apple continues to show that they are not only willing to spend money as needed, but unlike Hulu or Netflix, give people the theatrical window they want before heading on to streaming service. Now this is easier for them, because unlike those streaming services, this is not their bread and butter yet. It is a growing service, and they are willing to do what needs to be done for it to grow. But I would think by now other streaming services are getting a bit nervous. Apple has around $200 billion on hand, they can outspend any service without taking it on debt if they wanted to. This does mean good things though for anyone who fears streaming services killing theaters. At least for now, Apple is willing to work both sides. Just like how Disney is releasing new films uh, like Hamilton and Artemis on Disney Plus instead of theaters, they will now be doing the same with Bollywood movies in India. Disney Plus Hotstar announced that seven Bollywood films meant to be released in theaters will instead be premiering on the service throughout the end of the year. Sorry, the rest of the year. This follows in the similar steps taken by Netflix and Amazon in the India market. Also, what is interesting to see is that the team running Disney Plus over there are not mincing words about them doing this. Uday Shankar, who runs the service in India, had this to say quote, This is something that we've been thinking of for a long time. The pandemic provided this opportunity because a number of films that were ready or about to be ready don't have any clarity on when they can be released. Quote. This is in stark contrast to America, where besides Universal, studios, at least publicly, are a bit more quiet in their response, saying that this is not something we want to do, but we need to, still respect the theater window. I do wonder if the Bollywood market is due for a bigger shakeup than America. What I've seen so far is that these comments have not gotten a response from the theater groups there, and with other services doing the same, it feels like they're put into a corner. Personally, I do not know much about the Bollywood market, except I know for India, more and more people are getting smartphones and data plants that can be really cheap, so this does create a huge audience for services to premiere a movie. Also for people wondering why this is called Disney Plus Hot Star. Disney got Hotstar when they bought Fox and decided to rebrand the service due to name recognition and the current deals Hotstar has. Remember when the service launched in India a few months ago, Disney Plus was getting DC movies like The Dark Knight, thanks to the contracts Fox and Hotstar set up. So it's July and that means it's time for another streaming service to come out. Who's excited? Anyone? Anyone? No service? No? Huh? No one? Yeah, me neither. But uh, it exists, so we have to talk about it. Of course I'm talking about Comcast Peacock service. Now, the reason I'm talking about it is because they signed a deal with Funcom CBS to get the rights to stream some of their movies and TV shows, in a move to beef up their lineup for their July 15th starting. For TV shows, some of them include The Game, Undercover Boss, Ray Donovan, and for movies, some of them include The Godfather Trilogy, Catch Me If You Can, and Patriot Games. What is interesting about the deal is that TV show rights are not exclusive, but the movie rights are, with an exclusive window. From 2021 to 2023, depending on the movie. What this means for CBS All Access, ahead of it, its rebranding, is that TV shows can also be on the service, but the movies cannot until the window is open. I'm curious how much money Valcom CBS is getting for it, because now some of these movies will not be available for their service for some time. However, I think besides Skyfather Trilogy, these movies are not a huge loss, as they are not big enough to get people to sign up. And that will be it for this, uh, kind of long episode of box office receipts, but... Hey, there's news to go through. We went through it. Uh, What you think of the news? Let me know on Facebook. Link to that is also in the show notes along with that article I mentioned earlier. Thank you for listening and see you next time.